Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is Peace with the Past. Even God cannot change the past. Holding on to the past, either through guilt, longing, denial, or resentment, is a waste of valuable energy. Energy that can be used to transform today and tomorrow. Wow, I could probably just finish the podcast on that sentence. And, you know, it, it really is a waste of energy, the resentment, the longing, the belief that I have to, you know, somehow process it or anger, uh, you know, according to this passage and using that energy to transform today and tomorrow. And, and what I think about is um, a very dangerous slope for me can be like about over intellectualizing and rather than feeling and, uh, you know, when I say that feeling my feelings is hard, I realize that that's my, you know, and I'll clean up my language here and, you know, keep it PG, but that's my critic. And my critic is not me. And this is something that I've learned from Lucia Capicchioni, Recovering My Inner Child, who wrote that book, or uh, Recovery of Your Inner Child. And, uh, you know, a lot of these places are like, make friends with your critic. You know, the critic is a deputy of your parents and other, you know, whether it's the school system or, or stupid sitcoms that you've watched. And that is where I have to surpass the critic and feel my feelings, you know, feel into that discomfort, really, rather than reading about Carl Jung, thinking, what can I use and where can I use that energy? And the problem I think that I've had for longing is it's not going to change anything. It's not going to change the past. And longing is probably the first step to, you know, the future. But again, it's, it's energy, right? So back to the reading. I used to live in the past, said one recovering woman. I was either trying to change it or I was letting it control me. And I think the control is really important. Usually both. I constantly felt guilty about doing things, about things that had happened, things I had done, things others had done to me, even though I made amends for most everything. The guilt ran deep. Everything was somehow my fault. I could never just let it go. And I think as an adult versus a kid, you know, I have to become a kid again. And for a kid wants to be happy. And I want to be, you know, an, an adult wants to be right. And I think that is the worst part about being an adult. Um, I can't change it and I can't let it control me either. I held on to anger for years, telling myself it was justified. I was in denial about a lot of things. Sometimes I tried to absolutely forget about my past, but I never really stopped and sorted through it. My past was like a dark cloud that followed me around, and I couldn't shake clear of it. I guess I was scared to let it go, afraid of today, afraid of tomorrow. I've been recovering now for years, and it has taken me almost as many years to gain the proper perspective on my past. And I find that Talking to other people helps me get a proper perspective. It's not something that I can re retreat in, particularly into my own brain or through books. Meditation is a lot different. Back to the reading. I'm learning I can't forget it. I need to heal from it. I need to feel and let go of any feelings I still have, especially anger. I need to stop blaming myself for painful events that took place and trust that everything has happened on schedule and truly all is okay. There's that word trust. I've learned to stop regretting and to start being grateful. When I think about the past, I thank God for the healing and the memory. If something occurs that needs an amend, I make it and I'm done with it. I've learned to look at my past with compassion for myself, 
trusting that my higher power was in control even then. I've healed from some of the worst things that happened to me. I've made peace with myself about these issues, and I've learned that healing from some of these issues has enabled me to help others to heal too. I'm able to see how the worst things help form my character and develop some of my finer points. I've even developed gratitude, and that is the synchronicity word for my failed relationships because they have brought me to who and where I am today. What I've learned has been acceptance without guilt, anger, blame, or shame. I've even had to learn to accept the years I spent feeling guilty, angry, shameful, and blaming. This is a great point, too, about like wasting time. We cannot control the past, but we can transform it by allowing ourselves to heal from it and by expecting it, accepting it with love for others and ourselves. I know because that woman is me. Today, I will begin being grateful for my past. I cannot change what happened, but I can transform the past by owning my power now to accept, heal, and learn from it. Just reminds me a lot of the stuff about uh, uh, Eckhart Tolle as well. The next reading also comes from The Language of Letting Go by Melody Beatty, and the topic is allowing ourselves to be needy. We can accept ourselves as people who have needs, the need for comfort, love, understanding, friendship, and healthy touch. We need positive reinforcement, someone to listen to us, someone to give to us. We're not weak for needing these things. These needs make us human and healthy. Getting our needs met, believing we deserve to have them met, makes us happy. There are times, too, when in addition to our regular needs, we become particularly needy. At these times, we need more than we have to give out. That is okay, too. We can accept and incorporate our needs and our needy side into the whole of us. We can take responsibility for our needs. That doesn't make us weak or deficient. It doesn't mean we are not properly recovering, nor does it mean we're being dependent in an unhealthy way. It makes our needs and our needy side manageable. Our needs stop controlling us, and we gain control, and our needs begin to get met. Today, I will accept my needs and my needy side. I believe I deserve to get my needs met, and I will allow that to happen. And yeah, that is one of the things, uh, you know, like that, again, for me, uh, you know, a lot of my recovery now is centering on my, you know, that critical parents just saying, well, you, you have to earn your needs. And it's like, no, my needs are my needs. And as they say in ACA, we expect the best and get it. The next reading is from ACA, Strengthening My Recovery, speaking of which, and the topic is boundaries. Boundaries. I had no modeling for having, stipulating, or enforcing boundaries. That certainly was the case in, in a dysfunctional family that I grew up in. I would allow, ch- and relatives to be honest, I would allow children, family members, and others to use me to their advantage. I would do many things for others and then receive nothing in return. When we're new to recovery, boundaries can be a mystery. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny to think what would I thought about it then. Because most of us came from families that had none or still don't. Even if we know what they are, we still may not know when to have the courage to set them. This has been true. I, so last year has been imperfectly setting boundaries, but, you know, it's okay to live another way. It's okay to make mistakes. Boundaries can be very confusing and overwhelming. But by working the steps and going to meetings, we learn from others. We talk to fellow ACAs about how they know when it's right to set a boundary and about the language they use. We begin to have faith that we can do the same. And sometimes, without even thinking, we found ourselves setting limits with family members and others. Our anxiety begins to lessen because we know we are able to take care of ourselves with the help of others in the program and our higher power. We feel less resentful, too. 
letting others use so we gain their approval may still be occasionally tempting. Use us so we gain their approval may still be occasionally tempting. It can seem easier than standing up for ourselves. But when we experience the self-esteem we gain from saying no, we know that's what we really want. On this day, I will have the courage to set the boundaries that are important to me. And the final reading, also from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is staying present. We learn to be in the moment and to be present in our bodies. We learn that our thoughts can end. Wow. You know, there's times, as even yesterday, I mean, I had a great day, and then my thoughts just kind of, you know, just a spiral and just out of control. And I think the last thing I was thinking about was being in my body and I was in my head. And, you know, this is experiential pro program now for me and life and recovery. And it's not really so much about talking and more experiencing and action. Back to the reading. When we get, when we got to ACA, we may never felt what it was like to be in our bodies and experience our feelings. Yep. God, this just gives me so much gratitude for coming across this stuff. That, you know, that is hard work, but the fact that I could have gone my whole life not knowing this and continuing to go down that other path, you know, just immense gratitude. We may have had extreme emotion, but we didn't know how to feel our feelings. The sense of panic that often washed over us seems so familiar, we may not have noticed it for what it was. As we become full participants in our meetings, learning to bear our souls, we began to crack. Sometimes this was painful, but we knew we didn't have to go through the pain alone. We made phone calls and did the work. We asked a fellow traveler to work the steps with us. We believed other ACAs when they said we were not alone. We gathered the courage to sit through the pain of withdrawal from what was keeping us tied up inside. Maybe for the first time, we felt the shame and abandonment from our childhood. They were like ticking time bombs inside us. As our bodies unwound, we learned not to panic. We gained trust in ourselves and our higher power. We moved out of our pain and the mental and physical lethargy that may have held us down. We accepted that we weren't perfect in life and got better. We become authentic in our words and actions. On this day, I will not travel this journey alone. When I need help, I know I have my fellow ACAs and my higher power. And that concludes today's readings for Recovering My Inner Child, some great ones. Until next time, this is Kowant Saluja reminding myself, uh, you know, and I came across someone and we we're talking about a lot of Carl Jung, I think it was, but I'm reminding myself to feel my feelings, to pause, because that's where my higher power is, and to love myself. <laughs>